Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can find The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player and on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can listen for free or download the shows in those two ways, or you can subscribe to the ad-free archive also on the website. Check out my books and our weekly show promotions, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you missed last night's show, it is in the archives for free to listen. And in the archive, if you are a subscriber, a parity, Planet of the Avians. We talked last night about the Birds Aren't Real movement and the history of the Birds Aren't Real movement and how it is both a parody and a satire, but also for some people, very, very real. And despite the nature of its satire, it's also very real outside of the conspiratorial groups because bird populations supposedly have been declining rapidly, officially. I'm not sure if I buy that. I don't know how you quantify that, but officially they've been declining. And also Popular Mechanics and other scientific publications have published articles over the last 10 years, more recently some really interesting articles about how researchers and scientists and engineers are taking taxidermy birds, uh, the real birds that have been stuffed, and turning them into robots, basically adding mechanics to the body of the bird and turning the real bird that's dead into a living, once again, robotic drone. Now, there's a lot of conspiracies, conspiracy theories on the Internet. It's becoming more and more difficult to really figure out what is real and what is not real. Because with the birds aren't real movement, it's, it's not really a real movement. But for some people on the Internet, it is. But regardless if it's a satire or if it's really a real thing that people believe that there's no such thing as birds, they're all robots that, use, that the government uses to spy on you. Somewhere in the middle there, there is some kind of reality or some kind of truth to it. Birds really are dying, supposedly, anyway. And there are robot birds that can be used to spy on you. But that doesn't mean every bird is, and people wouldn't need birds to spy on you. They can just use your cell phone. There are plenty of other conspiracy theories. QAnon, Trust the Plan, kind of like Operation Trust in the 1920s, just like the 100 Flowers campaign in the 50s and 60s of the Communist Party in China. Trust the Plan in Communist Russia was a counterintelligence operation to sort of sort out and find out who was opposed and who sincerely believed in the revolution. And the same thing with the 100 Flowers campaign in communist China was to see who supported and who opposed Mao's leadership and the Communist Party takeover of the nationalist leadership in the late 1940s, early 1950s in China. And I believe QAnon and Pizzagate are modern examples of that. Follow the plan. Follow, trust the plan. Same exact thing. In fact, it's even named similarly to Operation Trust. Trust the plan. QAnon, some mysterious force giving you this secret information. Nobody's giving you secret information, okay? If people can have their PayPal accounts shut down and their Airbnb shut down 
and their bank accounts shut down. Look what happened to Kanye West. He says a few things and then his bank accounts shut off. His bank kicks him out. Okay, that's what big corporations and big banks, that's what social media companies can do to you if they don't like you. They've done this to presidents. They've done this to radio hosts. They've done this to people you've never heard of before. If somebody in a corporation and a big powerful business or in a bank or in government or in social media, if somebody, even if they're just a a weasley little uh, dweeb that works at Twitter, if somebody doesn't like what you do, you know, and they happen to come across your social media profile or maybe you're in podcasting or radio or TV or whatever, they can shut you off. They can shut you down. So, This whole idea that all these wild outlandish conspiracy theories are on the internet circulating everywhere just because people want them to be and they they believe in this, you know, hysterical notions of reality. It's because there are some people that want those conspiracy theories to circulate because birds aren't real, because QAnon, because Pizzagate makes you look crazy. So when the Epstein client list this past week is released, Nobody goes and looks at it, generally speaking, because people are too concerned with whether or not Q is going to come back or whatever the popular conspiracy theory is of the week. And that's a problem. That's counterintelligence. That's psychological warfare. And that's something that really ticks me off here on the secret teachings. Now, there are also other things that are parallel to these ideas, such as Over the last, let's say, about two years, we've seen what could be described as corporate sabotage, or perhaps the sabotage of industrial society, not just with government policies and programs and so-called laws and executive orders, but with what seems like direct physical assaults on everything from food manufacturing, processing, distribution facilities, to egg processors, now to everything from renewable energy plants to metal factories, etc. Going up in flames, explosions, it feels like at least weekly, sometimes almost every day. In fact, last week, a fire erupted at the Dorrell, Florida renewable energy plant last Sunday, and that fire burned for multiple days. Dorrell is just north of Miami, I believe, there in southern Florida. And they're telling people to stay inside, stay inside. Air quality's poor. Firefighters, hundreds of them, fought the blaze over the last week. That's in Dorrell, Florida. Didn't hear much about that. Then Reuters just reported this yesterday, Monday. You know, Ohio, where most news cameras aren't turned because it's not Ukraine. There is not only the East Palestine disaster mostly largely man-made from the burning of those chemicals. But as of yesterday, there were thought to be multiple people dead. They've confirmed one person is dead and multiple people have been injured dozens in Ohio at a factory that exploded. An explosion tore through an Ohio metals plant on Monday, scattering molten metal and debris that rained down on neighboring buildings, killing one person at least and injuring at least a dozen Others, according to officials, witnesses, and the media on the scene. Molten metal rain there in Ohio. 
And then there's another one. And it just keeps going on and on and on. Down in Miami, near southern Florida, near the Dorel plant, Miami-Dade firefighters are working to extinguish a large fire that erupted today, Tuesday, at another industrial site. And the list just goes on and on and on. So, is it that there is some sort of, define it, describe it however you will, sabotage of civilization or sabotage of industry, etc., occurring that is not just policy-driven, that is not just poor decision-driven, but that is physical. Explosions, fires, etc., destroying everything from energy. There were attacks on power plants on the East Coast and the Pacific Northwest. You may remember that. The largest egg facilities, potatoes, potato chips, oil, vinegar, salads, fruits, etc., all the biggest, including meat, all the biggest. All across the United States, even New Zealand, the biggest egg processor. Is this coincidental? Or is it to get us to think that these things are abnormal, that these things never happen? There's another train derailment in Detroit a few days ago. It's not the only one. There was another train derailment in Oregon. 2,000 gallons of diesel fuel spilt out. Hazmat teams looking into some of these spills where we have chemicals, where we have lots and lots of man-made disasters that FEMA doesn't want to respond to because they're not natural So despite the fact that there are train derailments now, it seems like almost every day, yesterday there was another one, Union Pacific, derailed in Stanislaus County, right off the tracks. Nothing huge, but nevertheless, another train derailment. All these train derailments, are these things that normally happen? Yes, they do. Do they happen this frequently? That's something that we need to investigate. See, this is the problem. We focus on one train derailment and then any other train derailment that happens, it becomes part of this pattern that we start to see. Is it really a pattern or do these things happen all the time? To the, to the extent, to the level of the East Palestine, Ohio train wreck and then burning of those chemicals, which is a man-made issue, do these things happen all the time? Not necessarily. So my question is, are these things normal? Do they normally happen? We just don't hear about them until there's Uh, a a series of them that occur one after another, and then there's a pattern, and then people think that there's some bigger conspiracy. you know. Or is this kind of abnormal? And is this some kind of sabotage of civilization, if you will? Something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, something I don't know, I don't have an answer for you, but I would not dismiss the idea that although these things are happening and although these things are bad, you know, especially in, in, in Ohio, I mean, in factories in Florida, et cetera, all of these things are not good. Factories exploding, people dying, people getting injured, people probably developing lifelong uh, uh, symptoms of, of chemical poisoning, et cetera, lifelong conditions, cancer, God knows what else. It, it doesn't mean that these things are, are abnormal, that they don't happen all the time. So I'm I'm trying to figure out whether this is is normal and it's being turned into an abnormal thing to increase hysteria and fear that the world is falling apart 
and maybe it is the infrastructure of the United States falling apart, or if it is more so only the perception that is being created by media to make us think the world is falling apart when things really aren't that bad, or perhaps it's a combination of both. Could be either or. I mean, either way, infrastructure in this country, in the United States, has been on the decline for decades and decades and decades. We've invested little money into our infrastructure. We spend it more so on war, on conflict, on occupation of other countries. And we've done that with both Republican and Democrat administrations. I find it so funny. I say this all the time and I think about it all the time. I grew up, I went to, uh, went to film school in 2009. And when I was in Orlando going to film school, went to Full Sail, I was involved in a lot of, uh, you know, the We Are Change groups and 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, new Richard Gage, uh, architects and engineers from 9-11 Truth. I think he's been kind of kicked out of that group or something I heard. But I, I was involved in all those groups and, you know, anti-war groups and things like that. Always thought, you know, war was largely unnecessary, especially when war was waged offensively rather than defensively. I still feel that way, still think that way. And all you heard about was how horrible a person George Bush was, and he was really a puppet to those that controlled his administration, you know, Dick Cheney and others. And it's the same thing with Joe Biden. You think Joe Biden's making the decisions? No, he's not making decisions. George Bush wasn't making those decisions. But for some reason, it's okay if Joe Biden makes these decisions. If Joe Biden says, we're going to pull troops out of Afghanistan and leave yet another vacuum with money and weapons and resources for quote-unquote terrorists to access and to use, that's okay. If Joe Biden wants to wage an endless war, a proxy war, on the other side of the planet, that's okay. That's okay. But if the previous president wants to have a peace deal with the North Koreans, somehow that's evil. Wants to have a peace deal with the Russians, somehow that's evil. Now this is very, very confusing. The Biden administration... The Federal Management Agency, Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, told Ohio's state government that it was not eligible for disaster assistance from the toxic spill. Because FEMA says the incident did not qualify as a traditional disaster, so they're not going to give them any money. Now, reportedly, FEMA is finally going to send in some officials this week Probably too little, too late. But FEMA says they don't qualify because it's not a natural disaster. Well, that's probably because it's man-made, and they did the they did the uh, the train car dumping and the fires. They lit the chemicals on fire because it's cheaper, it's easier. Don't really have to deal with the cleanup. Otherwise, just burn it all away. So. Because of poor decision-making and greed and corruption and doing things fast and, you know, trying to save some money, FEMA says, we're not going to come in and help you. So it's, it's a problem that compounds and compounds and compounds. You would think that, like with anything else, I mean, remember the Flint water crisis? By the way, that's how most of our water is across the country. But in Flint, it was particularly bad. And that was turned into a racial issue because it's Flint, Michigan, and a lot of black people live there in Flint. 
Nobody cares about the water quality. Well, if you test your water anywhere you live, first of all, you're going to find out you've got water equally as bad, if not worse, than Flint, Michigan. Come down to Tucson and check out the water. It's terrible. Horrible. Probably not racially motivated. Then, if you consider the fact that the way that the media and the federal government handled Flint, well, there was response to it. There was a tension on it. And that was a building disaster, just like it is anywhere else in the country. Infrastructure is a compounding building disaster as it deteriorates and is not kept up. It's a disaster you could see, a train you could see coming for months and for years and probably for decades. Nobody did anything until it became spotlight material. In Palestine, Ohio, East Palestine, Ohio, it's not like that, though. You can see, though, this destruction. You don't have to go into the pipes to see it. You can see it. You can see it on the faces of the people that live there. You can hear their testimony, their stories, being forced to go back, being told it's safe. Yeah, sure, it's safe and effective, those chemicals, I bet. And all the environmentalists, all the climate change people, they don't care because it's not CO2. They don't care because they're not told to care. An ecological disaster, man-made, and nobody seems to care who would normally care. The liberals, the environmentalists, the conservationists, the ecologists, nobody seems to care, minus a few people, because you're not told to put a spotlight on it. And while FEMA denies aid to those people in East Palestine, and it's very sad watching the people in that little tiny town line up for $1,000 checks from the train company, which they somebody should have informed them you shouldn't take those checks because if you take them, you're not going to be able to sue. You're not going to be able to get anything out of that company now because they paid you off with a measly $1,000, which to them is nothing, but to people that are already below the poverty line or close to it and have trouble getting by, $1,000, I know personally, is a lot of money. But you shouldn't take that money. And they had really no choice but to go back home and also to take the $1,000, which will probably prevent them from being able to sue to get what they actually deserve, real justice. Where are the people... Who, co- who constantly are, are just screaming, no peace without justice. How about for those people there? Is, are they too white? Are they too conservative? Do, do they not fit the Crayola color wheel of justice? So while they were being paid off with measly sums of money and FEMA was denying assistance because it's not a, it's not a natural disaster, even if it's not a natural disaster in the traditional sense, This is the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Even if they're not going to help, there's no reason the president can't ask Congress to distribute a few dollars to the people in East Palestine, Ohio. The president can't declare this a a disaster and send in officials to aid in the disaster at the beginning, not two weeks later. Just like with the balloon, you're going to wait a week to shoot it down and then shoot down a bunch of other things that we don't know what they are to make it seem like you really care. And then... While that's unfolding by the day, hop on a plane secretly. Nobody knows. The only people that know are the Ukrainians and even Vladimir Putin reportedly knew. You're going to hop on a plane as president and fly to Ukraine rather than visiting East Palestine, Ohio. And then when you get to Ukraine, you announce that you've got 
$500 million more for military aid to Ukraine. Isn't this the kind of garbage that we saw during the Bush administration feeding that military-industrial complex? Isn't that the same exact thing? Or does it not count because Joe Biden cares about where you put your penis? Does it not count because he's a Democrat? More money, $500 million to Ukraine, but the federal government denies assistance to the people in East Palestine or to any of these other disasters around the United States that either always occur, which certainly disasters occur, industrial accidents occur, but disasters around the country that might be the result of civilization sabotage or industrial sabotage or corporate sabotage when they happen in so many different sectors, you know, from metal to energy to renewable energy to eggs to potatoes to salad, etc. Power plants, etc. Or could it just be that we're being told to think these things never happen. This is odd that they are happening to divert our attention from something else to make us think that things are falling apart. Year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you and the world stands with you. We know that there'll be very difficult days and weeks and years ahead. But Russia's aim was to wipe Ukraine off the map. Putin's war of conquest is failing. Russia's military has lost half its territory it once occupied. There's Joe Biden speaking about how great the war is going in Ukraine. How bad it's going for the Russians, which is not actually true. And then offering half a billion dollars, son of a bitch, to the Ukrainians while his administration effectively denies aid to his own people. So here's, here's the problem with this, and I think that this should be quite obvious. At this point, if you can't separate Democrats and Republicans and politics from real life, if you can't realize that denying aid on a reported technicality or a supposed technicality to your own citizens, Ohio isn't even that far from Washington. If you think that's okay, and instead we should spend the money not on disasters in our country or accidents in our country or, I don't know, a trillion dollars in build back better, maybe spending that money on our infrastructure, we're giving it all to a foreign country run by Nazis. Another shakedown operation demanding money in the name of protecting Zelensky's puppet government. Something's wrong here. If you don't see this at this point, if you can't recognize this, I think the people that can't are gone. This is the President of the United States saying, we're not going to give aid to our own people. We're going to give another $500 million to a foreign country run by Nazi terrorists. Yeah, there's something wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this.
It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Now, look, it's not just as simple as FEMA denying assistance to the people in Ohio and East Palestine, although they are reportedly going to send in officials to investigate a little bit too late, like with the reported spy balloon. But those things happen all the time. Train wrecks really do happen all the time. There are spy balloons, satellites, etc., all over planet Earth and maybe above planet Earth if you believe in satellites. These kinds of things do happen all the time. They're usually not big disasters like in East Palestine. They're usually not further exacerbated by man-made decisions to save some money and time by burning the chemicals. Thousands of gallons of fuel leaked into the ground and to the surrounding waters in Oregon yesterday. Another train derailment there. We had one in Detroit. We've had Fires at a giant factory in Ohio exploded. Talked about that. Molten metal rained down from the skies. Of course, not really any concern for those people either. Or the fire in Florida at the renewable energy plant. Or nobody really cares or thinks about those places because well, they either happen all the time or it's just a right-wing conspiracy that there are all of these what seem to be Uh, examples of either corporate sabotage or industrial sabotage. I think we can call them that officially, at least um, we can call them that, uh, at least on the surface. That's what it seems like. But, you know, maybe it's maybe it's all fake in a way. Maybe it's like these things happen all the time. We don't really see them. 
But if the alternative media focuses on it, it creates this narrative that this is what's happening and this is what your attention is being diverted from. Perhaps it's more complex than that, though. It's not just that FEMA denied aid to the people of East Palestine while the president went to Ukraine to give another $500 million in military aid to Ukraine, which supports the military industrial complex that I thought liberals really hated, at least I still don't support the military industrial complex for the most part. And it was really evil when Trump sold weapons to the Saudis, which I agree. I don't think we should have sold weapons to the Saudis. But for some reason, when Joe Biden does it and it's a very shady war, it's a proxy war and it's in a place where his family has a lot of corrupt business dealings, then it's even more suspicious. But it's not just simply that. Things aren't as simple as as this dichotomy of left and right or mainstream and the alternative, which is what it is being turned into now. It's not just about Democrat and Republican. It's about what is real and what is fake. And although I agree with that conceptually, it's more complicated than that. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's not just FEMA denies aid, but then Biden gives aid to Ukraine. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But if we can get people to think in those terms, we create alternative narratives. And this is the kind of thing that in the alternative or the independent media or independent podcasts, people just repeat these things. And it's so stale. And it's really boring. I noticed, nobody had to point it out to me. I noticed, I thought, well, they didn't give any aid to the people in Ohio. But then Joe Biden gave $500 million to Ukraine on like the same, basically the same day, at least the same week within the same 48-hour period. I know he didn't hand a check over, but he announced another $500 million in aid. I noticed that. nobody. I don't watch the news. I don't even have TV. I don't know what's happening half the time. I'll watch a clip of like Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson or I'll listen to Clyde, but most of the things I hear, I, I already knew those things because I'm just skimming through the news on my computer. I noticed that. But then I start noticing that this becomes the talking point of the quote, alternative media. And it, all this is really just, in my opinion, about how easy it is to control people's perceptions. You don't even have to have a conspiracy. You just have to have the idea of a conspiracy. All those food places, all the egg processors, the power plants, the uh, you know sustainable energy uh, uh, places like Dorel, Florida, the metal factory in Ohio, more train derailments in Michigan and Oregon and California. These things give the impression, if reported on in a certain way, that the whole system is falling apart. And it probably is, our infrastructure at the very least. Where did that Build Back Better money go? It went to Ukraine to destroy things and then to build it back better for them. Uh, it went into the pockets of big corporations. It went into the pockets of the military industrial complex, which I thought, generally speaking, we were sort of opposed to as Americans. We, we don't like endless wars of occupation, endless war, proxy wars, endless wars of, of offensive aggression. I thought we didn't like those things. I thought it was just like a sect of the, the, the neocon Republicans and the military industrial complex that finances them. Turns out it's everybody. Everybody likes war. Everybody. Republicans like war. Democrats like war. I don't really know anybody that doesn't support war. And it's not just my perception from what I what I read about of the people I talk to. I mean, I, everywhere I go, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I'm on 
I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the, the very bottom southwest of, of the country and I see more Ukrainian flags and I'm not joking. I see more Ukrainian flags being flown or painted on buildings or, or statues. I saw one painted on a statue yesterday. Then I see Arizona flags or American flags. Like uh, the, the few American flags I do see are at half mass and the Ukrainian flags are flying at full mass. I don't understand why we put so much attention on a foreign country like this. Just like we have to help the people of Iraq, right? Or help the people of Libya, or we got to help the people of Syria. We got to help the people of Afghanistan. Got to help the people of Iran. Got to help them, help them, help. We're going to help all these people. How about helping our own people? That would be nice. People say that's a talking point. That's not a talking point. That's just common sense. We sent baby formula to Ukraine while there's a, quote, baby formula shortage in the United States. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But on the surface, that doesn't make any sense. You have a right to wonder, why is that? No matter what your politics are. You have a right to question, why is it people don't care about our border, but we care about the border of a country on the other side of the world in a region that has been involved in war after war after war for generation after generation after generation? Why is that our concern? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Can't have formula here. Can't have a border here. Can't fly our own flags. They're racist. But we can send the formula there. We can protect the border there. We can send all of our money there and fly their flag here. It doesn't really make any sense. You, this isn't a political thing. This is just an, it's an observation. It doesn't make any sense. And perhaps that's the point. Perhaps it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make you angry. It's supposed to make you upset. Just like the Grammys performance. That's supposed to, that's supposed to make you angry. Uh, or the fashion show in New York, the Valentine's Day flesh thing. Did you, I don't know if you saw that. I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, these weird fashion designers that turn the, the body into some kind of horror show. You know, with the blood and the bones and the entrails and like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Like they want you to be upset about that because that gets attention and attention means energy, which means money. They want you to be upset about that. Christians are always going to be upset about things like that. Liberals are always going to be upset about things that uh, they're upset about. I mean, here's another example. Just just to make you upset. It doesn't have to make any sense, and that's the whole point. The fact that it doesn't make sense and the fact that that makes you upset and makes you frustrated because it doesn't make sense is the whole point. That's what it's supposed to do. Frustrate you to make you more angry because this is supposed to be a more angry world. It's supposed to spark conflict and violence. Here's an example. You might know of an author named Roald Dahl. He wrote a bunch of famous books that were turned into movies James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda. If they do another Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'd assume it probably explodes and, and, and goes up in flames, and then they don't get any kind of assistance when everybody dies. But Roald Dahl's books are classic books, and they're really simple books. And the movies are, I mean, I, I loved James and the Giant Peach when I was a kid. Matilda was a great movie, Danny DeVito and Matilda, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. These are like classic movies, classic stories. And they teach very basic lessons, very, very basic lessons. And they're, they have positive messages. You know, I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is probably one of the best examples. Don't be a glutton, you know, don't be so vain, 
Like those are really good examples to give children, to teach them, you know, in story form, to not be those things. Those are, those are good stories. But apparently, Roald Dahl's books are offensive. So the publisher of his classical works, Puffin, has hired sensitivity readers to make changes to certain portions of his work. Now, at the moment, these are in the UK editions of his books. The changes that they're implementing include gender-neutral language and the exclusion of words that sensitive readers might find offensive. They're basically rewriting some of the books. In essence, this is uh, Winston working at Puffin, throwing the old books down the memory hole and rewriting the headlines. So, for example, James and the Giant Peach, the character Miss Sponge is no longer described as the fat one. Miss Spider's head is not black anymore. And the earthworm has given up its lovely pink skin for lovely smooth skin. Pink skin is not good. A black head is not good. The fat one is offensive. It's, uh, for example, uh, so ridiculous. We talk about mankind, men and women. Mankind means everybody. If you don't think women fit into mankind, you're saying that you don't think women are people. Nevertheless, in Dahl's book, Cloud Men, it's now cloud people. The Oompa Loompas and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that are described as small men are now small people. They could be women. Matilda, you've read Matilda, the eight nutty little idiots have been changed to the eight nutty little boys. Apparently it's okay to call little boys or to interchange, have the word uh, idiot and little boys interchangeable with each other. So sensitivity readers to rewrite classic books that are supposed to teach lessons to children to not be greedy, to not be gluttonous, to not be vain, to be humble, to treat each other with respect. And no, that's not, that's not the message that our generation is getting. Our generation is getting the Oompa Loompas, you know, and all, we can't use the word fat and we have to call them people instead of men and this is, this is um, something that I feel I've read about in history on more than one occasion. And for some reason, this is what always, this, you probably won't hear this on many other radio shows. This is what I don't understand about this hatred of Nazis. I really, I really seriously don't get this. People are so concerned with Nazis. They're so obsessed with Nazis on the left and right. Everybody wants to punch a Nazi. And when anybody dares to say, you know, Hitler actually did some good things for Germany, like Kanye West said, which is a very true statement. We still use a lot of the things that Hitler developed. We still use a lot of things that Tesla developed. So why is there so much hatred? That's a question I don't understand. There's, there's so much hatred and vitriol, but like nobody seems to even know about, let alone care about, the Bolshevik Revolution or the Weimar years in Germany that destroyed Germany with transvestites and transsexualism and pornography and pedophilia. Look it up if you don't believe me. That's why Hitler came to power. And that's what they're creating here in the United States and around the world. The more you censor, the more you promote perversity and obscenity, that's going to lead to people rebellion in the, rebelling in the Nazi fashion. You want to stop Nazis you got to stop the liberal fascists first because they create the Nazis. I understand these terms don't make a lot of sense 
because they're not applied in the typical ways. Fascists, aren't the fascists, the Nazis, aren't the, anybody could be a fascist. Nazis is, it's a political ideology, national socialists. I mean, Bernie Sanders is technically a Nazi. It, it, these are words that we've, we've redefined these words. We don't care about the communist revolution in China, the 62 million people that were slaughtered discriminately or indiscriminately, starvation, firing squads, etc. Those people don't matter. Those people don't count. There's too many Chinese anyway, right? It just doesn't make any sense. There's just an obsession with Nazis. So when we think of Nazis, we think of burning books. The funny thing is a lot of the things that the Nazis actually burned were smut, were pornographic materials. And so when people compare Ron DeSantis in Florida with the Nazis, they're kind of right. Ron DeSantis is like the Nazis because he's getting rid of the pornography and the smut in schools. 87% of the materials that the Florida government has removed from the schooling system has been pornographic. Age inappropriate material for kids. For some reason, people don't like that that material is being removed. Why would you not like that? Probably because you don't really care to think about what it is. You just think that he's a Nazi. You disagree with him politically. So that must be what's happening. He's burning books. But what about the case of Roald Dahl? What about his books? They're getting rewritten by sensitivity readers. I bet you they've got real thick rim glasses, an inch of makeup on their face, really short hair and or dyed hair. And I bet they're massively overweight. I guarantee you that's what the sensitivity readers look like. They look like the common, average, high school, middle school, preschool teacher nowadays. Who's just a red guard dressed like a clown. Because like George Carlin said, when fascism comes to America, it will come with smiley face t-shirts. And that's what it is. Rainbows, unicorns, clowns. It's all fun. It's all games. It's all a big joke. But then they're really angry and aggressive. And they go after anybody and everybody who disagrees with their revolution. I mean, even Bill Maher said recently, uh, the idea that these people think that their, their, their idea of the future, their revolution is so unbelievably just and equitable and moral. It's delusional. These people don't even know they're part to partaking in a revolution. We've seen words banned from schools. We've seen now 10 years ago. Now we're seeing books, classic books that teach good lessons to children rewritten while pornographic material is being pulled off the shelves in places like Florida, places like Texas. And people are upset. No, keep the pornographic material in schools. What do you hate LGBTQ? What does LGBTQ have to do with pornographic material for kids? Have you seen some of these books? But no, 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 no. The Oompa Loompas aren't little men. They're little people. That's what's really offensive. See, it's supposed to rewire your brain. It's supposed to create confusion. So you just kind of wander around trying to figure out what's going on. Nothing makes sense because nothing's supposed to make sense. Here's another example. I sent this... uh, Late last week when, it, when the story came out on the 14th, I sent this to uh, Clyde and uh, he called me laughing uh, <laughs> kind of hysterically about it. And he said, my God, they really just don't want Donald Trump to be president. Personally, I, I hope that Donald Trump doesn't win re-election. That's my opinion. I don't, I don't really care. 
uh, about Donald Trump. I think some things he did were good. Most of the things he did were par for the course. I, I largely agreed with disconnecting from the WHO and the UN and all these global government agreements. I definitely agreed with that. But listen to this article. This is like a combination of Rolling Stone and The Week and Yahoo News. Everybody picked up on this. Listen to this headline. I'm being very serious. I'm going to read it slowly. Trump's plan for a second term reportedly includes firing squads, hangings, and group executions. Is that that's what he's running on? Really? Uh, I read this and I was thinking, okay, when did he ever say something? like I haven't heard anything about this. So according to a new report from Rolling Stone, former President Trump has been asking his advisors whether he should bring back firing squads, hangings, and even the guillotine if he wins in 2024. According to two sources, these are reports and sources, none of which is quantifiable or provable. They're just stories that the media tells lies the media spreads, and then people just repeat them and parrot them. And I bet you, you could find at least one person if you go out on the street and start talking to people. How do you think Donald Trump will do if he wins a second term? And you're going to find at least one person, probably out of one out of five, who's like, he's going to bring guillotines and firing squads. He can't, he can't be allowed to run for president. This is desperate and pathetic. But remember, the media needs Donald Trump. I don't even like the guy, but the media needs him because this is their punching bag. This is their pinata. And every time they hit him, a little bit of rabid, angry, social justice candy comes out of it. Justification for their anger and their violence. They can just keep hitting it. According to these sources, Former President Trump has begun exploring the possibility of group executions, a third person claiming he's expressed interest in a government ad campaign to highlight the administration's lethality. Huh. Sounds pretty terrifying. Sounds pretty Hitler-esque or Stalin-esque or Maoist. Well, let's see what he actually said. According to the report... He said he wants to put the fear of God in violent criminals. Oh, so just the criminals, just the violent criminals. This would include people that deal very dangerous, dangerous drugs like fentanyl. These people would be subject to a trial and then perhaps a hanging. It's not his official stance. It's just something he said. And I've said that before myself. You deal fentanyl. Most drugs, you deal most drugs, including the cartel down here in Mexico or down here in Mexico, southern Arizona. There, there should be no questions asked. You get caught transporting drugs, you get caught transporting humans, it's a bullet to the head. And that would put the fear of God in these people. They're only doing this and getting away with it. And drug problems have only gotten so much worse, and homelessness has only gotten so much worse because we coddle the criminals. Because we Give the criminals not only the benefit of the doubt, we give them the full benefit and all the additional benefits. There's no doubt. We doubt our own citizens. We don't give them aid. We don't help them out. Our scumbag piece of trash governor here in Arizona is vetoing every single bill, and and she's videoing it with this rubber stamp. She just stamps it, vetoes it, and throws the paper because the state... Congress, the state legislature is refusing to give her money to pay for illegal immigrants to go to college. So she's vetoing the budget and other any bill 
that would cut taxes for Arizona citizens, that would cut rental taxes. That would Not that I necessarily agree with that, but I'm saying that anything that's supposed to help the people of Arizona, she's vetoing it because the state won't give her 40, 50, 60 million dollars for illegal immigrants to go to college. It's unbelievable. These people are psychotic. But, uh, you know, you hear me getting angry. That's what's supposed to happen. So I have to calm down. I'm supposed to be angry about this. This is what they want you to do. They want you to get angry at Donald Trump. He wants to have firing squads and executions for drug dealers. They have a spark of divinity in them, though. They're good people. Maybe we should cut off people's hands like they do in the Middle East. See how fast theft diminishes. I'm serious. You steal something like that? You steal something? You're dealing drugs? It is... Cut your hand off. Shoot you in the head. Boom. You know, so much for so much for the rule of law. I'm just kind of with my anger. I'm saying that tongue in cheek. You know, but there needs to be harsh, harsh, harsh penalties for doing those kinds of things. And criminals should be afraid. They should be afraid of the people they're robbing or the people that they're trying the homes they're trying to burglarize or the people they attack on the streets they should be concerned that the average citizen is aware enough to fight back they should be concerned and pooping their pants that when the cops arrive they're going to get curb stomped into the back of a squad car because that's the only way crime and drugs and all this other stuff stops is if you enforce the law and put the bad people away That's the only way it it stops. I'm not advocating for mass murder of people, but I get the idea of if a criminal, a violent criminal, a violent drug offender is going to do those kinds of things, they need to be punished harshly because there needs to be consequences. I'm not talking about if you're smoking weed, but there needs to be harsh consequences for those kinds of people, period. The fentanyl, the human traffickers, the rapists, the scumbags that wander around downtown like zombies and just attack people out of nowhere. And if you try to defend yourself, the police arrest you on the order of the scumbag communist Marxist mayor. You know, it's 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 just absolutely disgusting. But this is this is who these people are. You rewrite books, you rewrite history, you paint your political opposition as these horrible, terrible things. You try to outlaw your political opposition. I mean, that whether that's the Republican Party or whatever it is, you, you paint them as Nazis and book banners and book burners. And it's ironic, actually. It's very, very ironic, as I, as I explained a few minutes ago, about the kinds of books that the Nazis actually did burn coming out of that 10-year period of Weimar filth and perversity. So it's, it's more complicated than... Joe Biden giving half a billion dollars more to Ukraine this week while his administration denies aid to the people of East Palestine, Ohio. And it's more than just factories and trains and fires and explosions. It's more than these things happen a lot, but it's more than that. I mean, you see the earthquakes in Turkey might not have been that natural. You see the planes that are having all these issues falling out of the sky, crashing into each other almost, crashing into buses. See people getting really sick from those chemicals. And you see all these fires. It kind of is like the four horses of the apocalypse in that new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Humanity has been judged. Coming up next in the next hour, 
my good friend Mike D, who has been a co-host with us since the very beginning or close to the beginning of the secret teachings back in our old college radio days. He'll be joining us for an hour to have a discussion with us on all these things and more. When Mike comes on, we don't really have a direction. We just go. Should be a full hour, no breaks after this next break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please don't misunderstand my stance or my words tonight on The Secret Teachings. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, etc., shoot me an email at www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll see the email there, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. Listen on any radio or podcast player or on the website for free or subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe. Please buy a book. Support us. Keep us on air. And we'll be back in just a moment with Mike D. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food Philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Dot Radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world. President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable hour number two tonight thank you so much for joining us if you'd like to contact the show you can email one of two emails rdgable at yahoo.com yes we still have that old yahoo email or tst radio at protonmail.com of course you can find us on twitter and facebook our only two social media sites and www.thesecretteachings.info. This hour, my good friend and long-term co-host, Mike D., will be joining us. And I need Mike this hour to talk with me because it's difficult for the first hour, uh, let alone two hours by myself, to really discuss anything that is considered in any way, shape, or form or circles the drain of, if you will, standard politics. Obviously, we like to look at things from an esoteric point of view. We like to use history and symbolism and myth and things like that to analyze contemporary and historical events. Tonight, just some bizarre pieces of propaganda and politics do affect our everyday life. So they are, I think, necessary to discuss and to talk about. They include this bizarre story I read about former President Donald Trump I'm not a Trump supporter for the record. You should know that by now. But I sent this to uh, my friend Clyde Lewis, and he called me. This was last Thursday or something. He called me, and he was laughing hysterically on the phone, and he said that they are so desperate. They really, at least perceptually, they really hate Trump. And the article was about how Trump is planning to bring firing squads back and also hangings and group executions now, I, I, you know, I, I can't say that maybe in some cases the people that have committed treason, the people that go through a process of, of uh, being judged by a jury of their peers and are found guilty, that maybe hangings wouldn't be a bad thing. But it's just raw propaganda, it feels like. And then the whole thing with this weird Donald Trump-Ron DeSantis dispute and Ron DeSantis reportedly endorsed by George Soros, although not really and. Just a lot of weird propaganda, a lot of weird stories, and it's almost turning politics into uh, like the idea of just basic political debates and discussions into a uh, like a conspiracy theory. Like everything that is political is also a conspiracy theory, meaning that we should just dismiss it, don't care about it. It's just like the undermining of the, of the foundation of of the rule of law or so, something to that effect. I don't know. Mike D is with us this evening to help me figure it out. Mike, what are your thoughts on all this? I I don't really understand what is happening between left and right, let alone within the right or within the left where people fight with each other. It's just Trump's bringing back firing squads and Ron DeSantis is endorsed by George Soros, so don't support him. I'm just being told what to think, it feels like. Yeah, that's that's very strange. Even with the uh, Ohio chemical spill, I believe Budacek was quoted as saying it's Trump's fault that the train derailed. That's true, yes. Uh, but it's just, they always 
I mean, both these both sides continually point fingers at the other side, and people that jump on the bandwagon get you know all fired up, you know. Um, the same thing with the like you know, what you just mentioned about Soros. I saw the clip, and basically he mentioned um, that Trump um, is still crying about losing the election and has lost all credibility, and he's saying that the front runner. He said the front runner. Uh, runner uh, Republican nomination will will be DeSantis. I, I mean, not, he didn't really give an endorsement. He just he he's predicting that DeSantis will be the front runner for the Republican Party for. Yeah, then that's not that's not that's not an endorsement. And even if it were, yeah, it's not, a, it's not an endorsement. I, I have that clip too. I can play. I, I, what this makes me think is there's just so many different levels. Of of complexity in these psychological um, manipulations, uh, the way that the media, in particular, tries to mold and to shape people's opinions, etc. And that is like if if I was running for president, let's say, and uh, you know, you know, you, you Mike, you knew that if you endorse me, people don't like you, so they would no longer support me, even if I didn't want your endorsement you knew that people wouldn't support me because they don't like you. So you'd endorse me. And I think that's kind of the case with Ron DeSantis. A lot of people say they endorse him or give him a little money. And then the right wing wing media, the Donald Trump people are like, well, look, somebody gave him money. So you can't trust him. It's just like we politics in and of itself has been reduced to like the most basic low hanging fruit. It's not always been that way. Politics used to be intellectual people debating on how to solve problems. Now it's just like low hanging fruit to scramble and to and to to grind it out to get the last remaining scraps of wealth and power that exist. It's really despicable and it's embarrassing. Yeah, so it's strange. You've got uh, you know, some another media report that um Pence was in the news and Trump commented something Pence did or was going to do and Pence and then Trump commented about uh, Pence is a good guy. I'm thinking to myself, have you have you read the things that the, the guy's says about you. <laughs> and if, I mean, I don't know if it's like a psychological, exactly. Where, where does the truth even begin and the, the, the game end, you know, I, are, are these guys really smart enough to be playing this game, the psychological game, or are they just told what to say? Well, listen, you know? this, this is the problem that I've had with people like Alex Jones. He, for so many, and this is why David Knight, who I've had on the show, David Knight was fired from InfoWars because he wasn't a Trump supporter and he looked at things. I like David Knight. He's very objective about his approach to the news and politics, et cetera. And, he, you know, Alex Jones was saying for years, Donald Trump is playing four-dimensional chess and he's doing this and that behind the scenes. And, and it turns out none of that's actually true. Alex Jones doesn't really get in trouble for that. And the people that follow him just kind of move on to the next thing. I'm not saying Alex Jones is totally, you know, a, a, a liar or a manipulator of I, I don't necessarily think that myself. But it's that kind of idea. It's that that concept of like you just tell people this is what's happening. People follow you when it turns out to be true. Nobody really asks any questions. They just move on to the next thing. If anything or if anybody is playing four dimensional chess, it's what you just alluded to there. You You can't tell what is real. You can't tell what is is actually happening and what is just being said to happen. What is fact? What is fiction? The lines between what is real and what are not real, it's being blurred. And it's like a game of three or four, five, six, I don't know, 10th dimensional chess. It is like that. People are playing. We're the pawns, though, 
in that game. And it's hard to tell what dimension, what level, what part of the board we're on. It's very confusing, and it's meant to be confusing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you got this, you know, numbers and data don't lie. Yes, the economy was definitely better under Trump, um, and there was no hyperinflation like there is now, but at the same time, you have Trump that was pushing the vaccine and still pushes the vaccine. I think a couple months ago, he was yes. pushing the vaccine. And that's just, uh, and you think to yourself, is this guy reading like the, the headlines? Is he, is he, does he know what's, what's happening to thousands and thousands of people? Does he not see sports entertainers dropping dead on the field? I, I it's confusing. It's, it's exactly, again, it's a cloudy, confused, uh, realm that you don't know where the truth begins and when it ends. It's, it's, it's if I had to make an assessment, Mike, I'd say, what is your opinion on this? I, I would say that the media has been right. Donald Trump has a huge ego. I think that is the centerpiece by which they manipulate and move the, the, the straw man, if you will, that they've created of him. He works to the benefit of the people in the media. If they don't have Donald Trump, then they can't blame a train wreck on Donald Trump. If they don't have Donald Trump... They can't blame all the bad things that are happening, whether they're real or not. They don't have someone to blame for that. So it's still Donald Trump's fault. It's Donald Trump's. I even heard someone the other day said it's Donald Trump's fault that uh, Medicare and Medicaid are going to, quote unquote, sunset. Although no one's really pushing for that. They still blame that on something Donald Trump said from like six years ago. The media needs Donald Trump, maybe more so than his own supporters do. They need him or they don't have anything to talk about. So they and then they use his ego to manipulate him and to manipulate his person. We don't know what the hell's going on about anything. It's, it's such a distorted, um, it's a distorted game of four, five, six dimensional chess. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking to myself how history constantly replays itself. And I was thinking about, um, you know, how the Templars had, um, back in the day had information on where America was and how to get there. And so they actually came here way before Columbus, uh, where they found, uh, you know, the stone castles, uh, the Templars made in a couple of Templar graves there. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this, the secret occult hidden knowledge was there for the Templars to get to America. And so by now, of course, the secret occult knowledge still hidden uh, now beyond earth, you know, obviously, you know, did they go to have they gone to other planets by now? If you're equating kind of the timeline of secret knowledge and travel, you know, they got to America long before Columbus. Now they have the knowledge to get to outer space to a different planet. They probably have, if you're looking at it rationally, right? I don't know, just off, off topic, but that's just, uh, I was thinking about that last night, you know. If a, if a few billionaires Again, can do it, if a few billionaires can do it, who says that there aren't uh, projects like that with real money behind them in the black programs? Exactly. It's just, oh, of course, when you have all this extra funds that uh, you have to spend however you want with no oversight, you know. Well, the, there's, so, see, there's a, there's what, a, are they, what are they doing? There's a difference here, though, because when you say that you're saying, well, I mean, you could kind of assume or logically you could presume that that might be the case and kind of theorize that that's the case. 
Other people just take that idea, which seems logical, and then tell you they were part of the secret space program, make a bunch of money, and then have a deposition where they say it's all intellectual property, it's all made up, and yet they still get to make a lot of money and uh, still get all the followers in the group. He's like Corey Good. And it's the same kind of a nonsense, oh, yeah. nonsensical thing being played on politics. It's the same kind of a, a kind of a con scam. Exactly. Exactly. So you have this information that might as well be correct. And then you have these con men that come in, frauds, uh, many of them uh, being paid by government agencies to be frauds, to put out this, this information that's maybe uh, there's 20% truth in it and 80% lie, but the masses are so dumb, they can't even tell that that 80% is a complete, utter BS. But yet there's some 20% you know, truth to it. And it's just, uh, again, a way to confuse the masses. Or now, obviously, you see that even if there's some people that do not see the fraud because they just don't want to see it, but maybe some people with some logical sense actually see the fraud now of this, of, um, just talk, let's just talk about Corey Good and the secret space fraud. And they're like, oh, geez. Now, you know, this guy's a fraud. So, you know, obviously we, there is no secret space program, right? Precisely. Precisely. And, you know, Mike, this is, this, I have a really great example for you. Actually, two quick examples. Last night I talked about the birds aren't real thing, uh, the movement, whatever it is. Some people actually believe that birds aren't real. They're all just robots. Uh, the actual movement is just a parody or a parity, to be clever. It's just, um, it's satire. And whether that's to bring attention to environmental issues or to bring attention to conspiracy theories online, the point is some people actually believe this. And the weird thing is, everything the birds aren't real movement says is is happening, although it's clearly a satire, is actually happening. The, 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 the bird population of the world reportedly, according to the Autobahn and others, is declining. I mean, that's relative to some degree, but they say it's declining. And also, uh, there's taxidermy birds being turned into robot drones by researchers in New Mexico. Those are real things. So when they actually happen... People say, no, 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 that's not real because the birds aren't real movement is satire. It's like, no, this is separate from that movement. In the same way, going back to politics in general, think about Donald Trump and Joe Biden and the election. I don't think Joe Biden won that election, but I don't think he won that election because of the same kind of fraud that the media has parroted didn't happen. I think the fraud didn't necessarily come from, you know, stuffing ballot boxes per se. It came from controlling the flow of information with the FBI to Facebook or to Twitter, censoring political stories that would hurt certain candidates. So while everybody's focused on Joe Biden didn't win or didn't win, you know, legitimately and Donald Trump would have won if it wouldn't have been for the ballot boxes being stuffed. I'm sure that stuff happened. But the real source of the corruption and the fraud and the election issues came from censoring information and keeping information from the public. So these movements or these ideas, Pizzagate, QAnon, the Donald Trump should have won the election. There's like there's reality to them. There's truth to them. But then they are taken and turned into these conspiracy like parodies to lead people astray. So that like when what you just said, when it comes out that there's some reality, some kind of truth to them, we just dismiss them because, oh, that's a satire. That's a joke. That's a conspiracy theory online. None of that's real. When it actually is real, it's just not real in the sense that of what you originally thought, if, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Totally. 
I mean, you have the, the things that come out, uh, like concerning Pizzagate, but then you have the Wikipedia leaks that actually somebody was murdered for right leaking because that information they did not want out. And then you have, you know, if you do your research and you look at it, there are many emails in there that are, are very strange that could only be interpreted as code words, right? Just the way that they're written and you're talking about, you know, politicians having hot dog and pizza parties. Uh, it's just very strange. So yes, you get, you get the flow of different information and but you, uh, again, that's what happens when kind of legitimate things come out, you know, to bury it, they put out the disinformation. I think that's, I think that's the real conspiracy theory. Uh, that, that if there's a conspiracy, it's to create conspiracies to distract or to divert attention from things that are happening or things that are going to eventually be made public knowledge. So people dismiss them and don't believe them when they actually are are commented on or information is published or released about them. That, I think that's the real conspiracy. It, there are conspiracies. There are conspiracy theories. A lot of the things that we think of as conspiracies, as this alternative reality, it's just as delusional as the mainstream reality. Uh, I think real reality is somewhere in between the two. Oh, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when another country invades another country and takes over, the first thing that they take over is the media. So they control the media. They control the output of information. That's probably uh, one of the most important realms and our, our media are the America media is more controlled, even, even more controlled now than Russian media. I mean, people go to, uh, <laughs> wouldn't doubt that uh, Russian, Russian news sources for, for real news. And they do, uh, you know, these mainstream, uh, news networks, uh, which are completely controlled and have been controlled. And there's been, uh, documentation on the control of the media by the CIA back, going back to uh, those trials that they had when that was discovered that the CIA had um, planted the church hearings or the ch- I think it was church yeah, hearings. Yeah. Planted writers in to talk about specific news uh, and these uh, mainstream papers that were being paid by the CIA to write these articles. So, uh, so yeah, that's what Mockingbird, right? Yes, it's just uh, this has been going on for a very long time, and to trust anything the media says, whether it's you know they're blaming it on China or Russia or Iraq, uh, it, it's just I, I can't even listen to anything. Any, I don't even well, I don't first first off, but um, it's so funny when you go into some of these airports. You know, and like a, even like some of these uh, doctors' office, they still have this mainstream news playing. You know, and it's just like, ugh, I don't want to hear that because it's just once you're aware, you just realize everything that they're saying out of their mouths are all lies. You know, and even these like local network news people, it's the same way. They're they're as fake as a three dollar bill and a, or a pile of plastic. These local uh, fake news as Madonna's face. Say. Yeah, that bloated toad face, <laughs> that old witch toad face. Um, it's so funny. Uh, so speaking on that, there's a reason why uh, when she was on the, what was it, the Grammys, 
whatever. Yes. They didn't zoom up on her. They didn't zoom up on her face. They kept everything a long shot because it was it was said um, that as a stipulation for her appearing, that she didn't want any close ups of her face. Isn't that why you got the Botox? <laughs> Maybe she was having a bad reaction. What 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 a weird woman. Uh, oh, it's so gross. Well, back. Uh, all right, so that's. Well, no, 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 back to, back to, back to, back to our main theme. It encompasses a lot of different topics, a lot of different stories. There's another good example that we talked about this in the show. I called her the black Madonna and how she embodies the essence of the inverted goddess, if you will. So we get back into the esoterica here. Madonna said that the reason people commented on her face was because they were ageists and misogynists. But that's weird because, Mike, a lot of older women also said that she looked bizarre. And so are they misogynists? But then the ageism thing, like the whole reason you get Botox and you get, you know, things like plastic surgery is so you don't look like you're aging. I mean, she's the ageist. She's rebelling against her own age. She's rebelling against Mother Nature and, and, and the natural order of things. I see everything is inverted. Exactly. I mean, these, these people like this, I mean, she was a pop star of the eighties. That's a long time ago, right? She's really not relevant any, and she hasn't been relevant for the last, what, 20 years, 30 years. And she's trying to hold on um, to that relevancy. And she's trying, yeah, she's trying to hold on to that relevancy by going to a, a nightclub, uh, at 65 years old and at dancing in lingerie. It's just, <laughs> it's sad. Actually, It's <laughs> pathetic. It, it is it is sad because here you are, you know, your golden years, right? You got all this money, you know, you can do so much with it to help other people, to help the environment, to help uh, animals, all the stuff that you can do. And you're trying to get paparazzi to take pictures of you at 65 years old in a club with uh, lingerie on. It's dancing like a complete fool. It's just okay. So here's a pretty sad. Here's another. Here's another good example. Uh, you you just said you know you're spending all this money to kind of stay relevant. You know the plastic surgery and all that. Why why is it like only people? I, I don't even know how you or how you as an audience, you Mike or you as an audience, feel about people like Elon Musk. Don't need to get into Elon Musk, but here he's a good example. Someone asked him at a red carpet event or a gala. They said, don't you think you could have spent your $45 billion on something that could have helped people or helped the environment or something like that? And he said, well, I, I think I'm doing a good job of that. I have a whole line of electric cars trying to reduce, you know, greenhouse gas emissions. I'm exploring space with my rockets. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in free speech. And I think those are ways to help mankind. And the person didn't know how to respond to it. But they only ask people like that, those kinds of questions. Even if Elon Musk is a total fake, no one's asking like, Madonna, why are you spending all your money on plastic surgery and Botox? Couldn't you better spend it on helping homeless people? As long as you pay lip service to those things, nobody cares how you spend your millions of dollars or how you how you got that money, however, however unethically it, it was obtained. They only care about people who seem to want to do the right thing, at least perceptually. Then it's like, don't you think you could spend your money and time doing something better for humanity? It, it, people's minds are so warped, man. I think uh, if you have that money uh, and you have so much that money, uh, you actually should do uh, good things with it. You know, that's, but again, how you want to spend it is your own deal. 
coming from my personal opinion, if you have all that money and all that free time, uh, me personally, I would do a lot more and better than dancing in a nightclub at 2 a.m. in the morning at 65 well, years okay, old. Okay, so so there, here, okay, there's an example of that with Elon Musk. You look at kind of his contemporary, and that's Jeff Bezos. With all, he's got his own Blue Origin rocket program. So you know, at least Elon Musk on the surface is doing something supposedly better for the environment, supposedly better for free speech. Jeff Bezos, on the other hand, is talking about how women don't have any rights or power. And his new girlfriend, he's putting in a rocket shaped like a penis and shooting it into space with an all-female crew saying that this is a, a big step for women. But what he doesn't tell you while he's virtue signaling is that he cheated on his ex-wife and he has a rocket program that only gets off the ground and lands because a woman designed it. So he's spending his money on virtue signaling. Others are spending their money. On, and I would. And the point of me saying this is I think if you're spending your money on virtue signaling... And you're spending all your money, your money to make people think you're a good person. You're probably a piece of garbage. And if you're spending your money to at least perceptually help the environment or whatever, probably not so much of a bad person. I think that's the difference between Bezos and Elon Musk. But when you apply that same that same idea to, let's say, uh, I don't know, conspiracy theories, some conspiracy theories seem to uh, want to help people. And some conspiracy theories seem to want to harm people. I think you can apply the same yeah. dichotomy there. Uh, you know, it's it's really at the end of the day, what what is the root core? It doesn't. I don't care about Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. I don't even necessarily care about conspiracy theories. But at the root core of all this, what is the truth? What is what is really happening? And the bottom line is, you'll never know about Jeff Bezos. You'll never know about Elon Musk. You'll never know about any of these conspiracy theories. Unless you meet Donald Trump and know him personally, you're never going to know if he's really a good guy or a bad guy. All of it is just in the mind. It's all what the media tells you, mainstream, alternative, social media. You have to be really hard. It's not just thinking for yourself and trying to discern what is real or not. It's really difficult to do that because everything, no matter how altruistic it seems, is geared towards trying to change your mind and get you to think in another way that benefits some group or some individual. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's even tying back to charity work and whatnot that we just talked about. And that's a good point because you might have people out there uh, that have donated a lot of time and money and that information is never brought forth because they don't want that information brought forth. So you don't really know who is actually doing good work sometimes and who isn't because people actually doing the good work and donating time and money. They don't want that information out there for whatever reason. They just want to be private, but then you'll have someone that, you know, Hey, look at me. I just donated, uh, you know, $20,000 to the U to Ukraine as, as a virtual signal <laughs> signaler, you know? So yeah. again, you're right. It becomes blurred. Uh, you know, going back to Madonna, Again, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she has spent uh, money on charitable organizations that no one knows about. Who knows? The point of the matter, the fact of the matter is that she is uh, so consumed with media and being relevant that um, to me it's just uh, embarrassing. It comes For off instance, as disingenuous. Uh, for sure. I think, you know, the whole shock, shock jocks value thing, that's past with the 90s, right? So here she is on the cover of, uh, was it Vogue or something? She was dressed like as a Virgin Mary, some blasphemous like pose. She, was she did the last religious garb. 
the Last Supper, she did the mockery. Yeah, of the and that's Last supposed Supper. to be oh, oh, so so shocking, and so oh my gosh, and, you know, most people are just like, you know what, that's that's not even that doesn't even bother me because she's done this before, and they've seen it time and time again with uh, Christianity in the mainstream media being shit on. That it's just it's not shock it's not shocking no, at all. It's not. No, no, no exactly. Guess, it's not. So I'd, I'd like to see the numbers, but I bet that uh, Vogue issue, whatever it was. Uh, didn't sell, uh, you know, the X amount of of of, of it that so they thought probably it should have with Madonna on the cover. I bet you it just sales were the same because or even down. Nobody cares. No, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Nobody cares. They have to prop all of this stuff up with just endless amounts of money. The porn industry, the major media companies. Like you can get free porn, but these porn companies that relatively small number of people and companies that they make, they have all this money to keep making all this pornography and all this wealth that keeps rolling in apparently. And the same thing with, with, uh, you know, major production companies for movies, they spend a half a billion or a billion dollars on a movie. It tanks, it gets, makes like a hundred million or something the first weekend. uh, And then it just tapers off after that. And they don't really make any money off of it. And they just keep getting the money to make the same garbage or they make really good movies, but they put some social justice stuff in it. So nobody goes to see it and they take their kids to Top Gun instead. And yet they still have money to make it. It is where's the money coming from to finance those things. They have to somebody has to be propping those failed ideas and those failed narratives up it is is kind of the bottom line and the, and the, the, the basis, I think, of what you're saying. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, you're saying with Disney Plus, uh, they lost. I think it said they said um, two million subscribers. In the That's last a lot months. of money. Or there was just there was just some some figure that was crazy about the losses Disney is taking on Disney Plus, um, not getting the subscriptions or losing people uh, because um, you know these their takeover of Marvel. They've seen the phase, I guess, whatever phase it's in, phase four or something. Um, after I think phase two, they started losing money on every film they released in Marvel. So and, and somehow that's the sustainable. Not doing it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it can't be. If you're a Disney uh, shareholder or on the board of directors, I, you got to be furious about using this because people can see the the agenda and the ideas, and they're concerned more about um, the agenda than they are the actual storyline. So the story, the acting, is just horrible. And people are just like, I, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, it's, it's the, the agenda of women taking over strong male roles. Uh, you got uh, rampant homosexuality being pushed in these movies and, uh, you know, evil white people being pushed as another idea. So people are just tired of it. And uh, I, I think you're going to see, uh, another two years of this because they do these movies like you know it takes two or three years to shoot the movie so they're two three years behind so they have to release it you know but it's it's not going to actually again they'll be losing money just like the latest store lost a bunch of money um people are saying now ant-man is terrible from the previews and that's going to lose a bunch of money i think I, in general i think people are tired of the superhero engineer in general, it's like Madonna's face. It has to be filled with Botox and cut and plastered and glued and sewed back together to make it seem relevant. They have to put all this money in it to keep it to keep it propped up. 
if, if you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable. Mike D., our long-term co-host, is with us tonight on the broadcast. This is The Secret Teachings. If you don't know about The Secret Teachings, we've been around for how long, Mike? 14 years? We been on radio in the basement in Rollins oh, College yeah. 14 years ago, something like that. It's been a long time. It's been yeah, a long time. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. And you were kind of MIA for a little bit. You know, you got your own stuff going on. I've been doing the show professionally for some time. So if you're just joining us, this is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, Mike D. with us. And there are many different things you've heard us talk about in the first half hour of this second hour, the final hour of tonight's broadcast, moving into the final segment. And one of the things that I think is a really great example, just standard, basic misdirection, propaganda, etc., is going back to the story of how Donald Trump supposedly wants to bring back firing squads and wants to have hangings and group executions and how George Soros is backing Ron DeSantis for president. And there's this all this hatred and vitriol for both Republican and Democratic parties and an undermining of just the whole system. Here's a good example. I don't know if you've seen this, Mike, but in Florida, I know that you know what's going on in Florida. We've talked about it before. Florida has, according to the left, banned a lot of books from schools. And the left doesn't like banning books because that's what their Nazi counterparts did in the 30s and 40s. Uh, except what they did in the 30s and 40s and even in the late 20s, was actually get rid of pornography and smut. And that's what Florida is doing. And it's not because of Ron DeSantis. I mean, there are laws in most states you can't give pornography to minors and you can't show kids pornographic material. So some recent books, for example, have been removed from public schools because they show literally men and men, women and men together, uh, they show kids, etc., all engaging in sex acts, like cartoon comic book like sex acts or telling kids how to eat feces, telling kids how to give a rim job. This is really stuff in, in books like let's talk about it is one of the books or there's perfectly normal. Another one of the books, uh, one estimate, 87 percent of all the books that have been removed from Florida schools were pornographic, completely inappropriate for the ages that they were introduced to. And this is not just because of Ron DeSantis, but they make it seem as if he's banning books in the same way that when George Soros says, yeah, DeSantis will probably be the Republican nominee for president. Trump's really disgusting and gross. Oh, look, says the Republicans. That's actually George Soros endorsing Ron DeSantis. So don't trust DeSantis because George Soros endorsed him. I don't know. But to me, yeah. this, to me, this sounds really naked. It seems really desperate, whether it's real or not. Trump wants to bring back firing squads. Well, he said the death penalty for drug dealers and people that are dealing dangerous drugs like fentanyl. And as far as I'm concerned, if those are the people that are getting the death penalty, those are the people that should be hanged. You should be tried for murder when you're, you're a drug dealer selling these kinds of drugs. He didn't say let's hang Democrats. He said let's hang drug dealers. And there's a big difference between the two. But you can't figure out what the hell's going on because everybody, Republican, Democrat, left, white, right down the middle... Everybody has their own agenda and their own narrative. Nobody cares or gives a damn about the direction of the country, society, culture, et cetera. I mean, in Congress, you have a mix in of communists, hardline feminists, rhinos, moderates, uh, Mossad spies. <laughs> just, just, it's, it's, it's so craziness. I mean, Speaker of the House now, McCarthy, he went to the World Economic Forum. How can that guy be trusted? Uh, definitely not trusted. Um, you have uh, Trump 
putting out a poll uh, where ranking his uh, primary opponents, and of course he came out on top. Um, and then there was a news article by I think the Wall Street Journal or New York Times, one of those that said, um, you know, Trump might start calling uh, Ron Sanders uh, meatball. <laughs> and then Trump responded, said, no, I'm, I'm not going to call him that because um, that's what you want me to call him. I won't call him, but I'm still going to call him Ron Sanctimonious. So it was like so weird because, yeah, sure, meatball is more derogatory physically, uh, but you're still slandering the guy, you know, by calling him sanct- Ron Sanctimonious. Well, I mean, if you're if you're Donald Trump and you really believe that America should be put first then America should be put first, you, you shouldn't be fighting with people, DeSantis or anybody who could do as good or better of a job than you. Exactly. The reason you'd, you'd be upset exactly. is it's your ego is the is the issue here. Yeah. What does sanctimonious means? It means morally higher. So he's saying that Ron DeSantis thinks that he's more moral than everyone else. I, I don't really see that from the guy's interviews and his press conferences, but maybe he's no, he knows something that I don't. So yeah. again, a, a giant game <clears throat> where these these people that you think are uh, have have some power, and, and for a certain degree, they they do, but they're all strings. They're all puppets doing a dance, beholden to whom? A finance, money. And it's, it's very easy, too. I mean, I, I don't know what you might directly think of Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, but just using him as an example, if someone like George Soros were to actually endorse him, he didn't, but if he were to actually endorse him, I mean, that it's so naked. Obviously, he would be endorsing him because George Soros knows how hated he is and how that would mean that people who don't like George Soros, a lot of people that tend to be conservative, they wouldn't support Ron DeSantis as a result of that. It's just such an easy way to manipulate people. Oh, look, DeSantis, someone donated $10 to him and that he's a, a big billionaire gave him a couple dollars. So that means you can't trust him. It's just total nonsense. Is, is it that easy to manipulate people's point of view and what they like and dislike and who they'll support and won't support? This is not even low-hanging fruit. This fruit's on the ground. Exactly. I mean, another question is, too, even that uh, Soros little press conference that uh, where he was reading that. Yeah, and he read uh, it, he exactly. Didn't that. He read it. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't write that. He can barely read. The guy's like 100 years old. He can barely stand. Who was, who was putting that in front of him and saying, read this? Hey, let me play it for you. I've got the clip of it. Can I play it for you? Briefly, please, because I don't even like the guy, the guy, the sound of his voice. Agreed, but just so people can, people can hear it. 2024 is that Trump and Governor DeSantis of Florida will slug it out for the Republican nomination. Trump has turned into a pitiful figure, continually bemoaning his loss in 2020. Big Republican donors are abandoning him in droves. DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. Okay, and then he goes on to say he's that's because because of that he's probably going to win the nomination. It's not a an endorsement. 
I mean, that's just so deceptive. Right. The Trump people are saying, look, George Soros backed Ron DeSantis. This isn't about politics. This is about how reality can be changed with such a ridiculous piece of misleading information. True. I mean, was that a vowed? Does that sound like Dracula? Yes, it did. Reading that. And, and he, he can't he oh. can't even read it. He's like uh, the 20, 20. He's like having trouble. He's stumbling over the words. Exactly. Like what, what handler put that in front of him and told him to read it? You know? Literally. No, no, I literally, that's what I thought too. And he's literally holding a, someone, someone gives him a paper to read. <laughs> even, even the elitist, even the globalists have their own handlers apparently. For sure. We've seen it time and time again. So, yeah, I mean, uh, again, it, it, it's, it's, it's cloudy again. You know, you have this, I mean, who called, he called him a uh, ruthless. Is that really a sign of an endorsement when you're calling someone a ruthless? <laughs> And ruthless can be a good thing or a bad thing too. I mean, ruthless can be can be interpreted in a lot of ways. Yeah, know? but for the main for the you know mainstream society, when they hear ruthless, it's, it's a negative connotation. Yeah, you're so, right. Uh, it's just uh, it's just <laughs> very bizarre. And I think Trump is going to go visit the toxic spill too. Um, for whatever reason, not sure what he's going to do, but he's going to go down there. Uh, in Ohio and see there was another train wreck in Michigan, biggest, by the, the way. Biggest, yes. I, I think I heard about that. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, one of the biggest, what? Oh, well, natural disasters on your soil. This is or Ohio. Man-made disaster and say natural man-made disaster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man-made. Yeah, for sure. Man-made. Uh, definitely. <laughs> you know, they said <laughs> these guys from the company, from the train company said, we don't want the, the cars to explode because they could send shrapnel out and we can't control where it goes. So instead of that, since we can't control the explosion, we're going to light it on fire. Five train cars full of chemicals. We're going to pour it out, light it on fire, and that, that, that'll be a lot safer. Uh, alluding or implying that they can control the direction of the wind. or the, They can control the the way that the, the, the big mushroom cloud of toxic chemicals is going to go. I mean, that's that's the Ohio River. That's a big river. Fish, wildlife, people in multiple states. West Virginia already has picked up those chemicals in their water. They've detected them. It is one of probably the worst ecological disasters in American history. And it's no nobody cares, apparently. Very few people. No, because again, you're not seeing the, the uh, you know, uh, you'll see TikTok videos, but you won't see on mainstream news that's being discussed about the implications of uh, the poison that has been released in the air and in the soil and in the water for these people. I mean, there's just gonna, you know, uh, weaker immune system people will immediately, immediately begin to to feel these effects. They'll blame that on oh, they'll blame that on COVID nineteen the flu yeah. they'll they'll blame it on that new the new virus that's circulating. They said there's a new virus circulating. It's all over the place. It's going to get us. The World Health Organization is talking. It, it that's what they'll blame it on. I mean, what are the symptoms of these chemicals? The exposure. It's with most things. It's like a it's like skin rash and then trouble breathing. And that's like the <laughs> that the symptom of COVID nineteen trouble breathing could also be caused by chemicals and allergic reactions and 
I know. Do people still do COVID tests? Is that still a thing? Dude, they were having a sell on them at Safeway. <laughs> the other day, was in there. they had a sell on the tests. Not like clearancing them out, but they were they were on sale. COVID tests on sale. Buy, buy one, get one free. Yeah. No, yo, literally, they were like, buy one, get one free. And, on, and I picked the box up, and underneath of it, you know, under the bottom, it says, this test does not test for the virus. It just tests for associations of the virus. Very scientific, when you say. Yeah, you might have it. But trust science, you know. Science blinded me with science. Okay, so here's something. I want to go back to the the Donald Trump uh, firing squad thing. So when you when you make make a statement like we're gonna we're gonna prevent you know like Ron DeSantis, there already are laws in Florida that prevent porn like any state from being shown to kids. There's obscenity laws and things like that. Public, uh, you know, on the computer, books, libraries, whatever. Different laws govern different things. But DeSantis has really pushed to prevent these kinds of texts in schools. Now, because some people either don't know or they're being dishonest, they say that is Ron DeSantis as a fascist banning books. But it's also kind of true because the fascists in Germany did burn books, and a lot of the books they burned, you know this, Mike, were actually books that were pornographic and, you know, they were actually books about trans people and things like that, which was a big thing in Weimar Germany. So I guess that does make DeSantis in a way like Hitler. But the point is, when they say banning books, they're actually talking about getting rid of material that is pornographic for children. And that's just a matter of age appropriateness, not banning books. So that's that's very dishonest. In the same way, Donald Trump recently has talked about how uh, for drug dealers, and I'm assuming he's talking about fentanyl dealers because fentanyl is so dangerous more than just, you know, smoking some weed or something, obviously, which isn't really that dangerous in retro, you know, in, in comparison, I should say, in comparison. So fentanyl and other drug dealers that are, you know, drug cartels and giving them the death penalty. So somehow the media has and that's what the Rolling Stone reported Somehow the media has turned giving drug dealers who kill people the death penalty into, quote, Trump is planning to bring back firing squads if reelected. It's so naked and so disingenuous and so GD ridiculous. I don't know how anybody on the left or right can believe that. And yet they do. Apparently people do believe it or maybe nobody believes it. And it's just what the media wants us to think, which is also probably true. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the, the media is so controlled. Uh and then even get into these uh, social media platforms that you have content creators, uh, and this has been told to me directly, um, that can't. You kind, you kind say, of, for the record, you kind of, kind of, sort of work in that environment, right? Just so people know where the record is. Yes. Okay. So these uh, these content creators um, have said that they can't even say the name Hitler on their live feeds or they'll be demonetized or even booted off. Um, so there was one uh, in particular that uh, was talking about a subject and I, you could send videos to her. So I, I sent, because we're actually talking about the book burning, there's a scene in Indiana Jones and uh, I think the last crusade where he uh, runs actually has, has the book and there's a book burning going on. And he actually runs into Hitler, and Hitler signs his book. Do you remember that scene? I kind, I kind of, I kind of do. Hold on a second. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Yeah, because it's actually pretty hilarious. So um, that's uh, 
Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Play that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, so he finds it and gives it back to him, and he's just looking at him and, and awe. It, it, it's hilarious, but uh, she can even play that because in the background there on the scene there is uh, the swastika, and you can't show that. Uh, on a live stream or even talk about it. You have to say the, so you have to do code words and say the H man. Uh, H -man. a lot of these YouTubers, a lot of these YouTubers now talking, uh, code like back, you know, in COVID, they couldn't say code. They still can't, uh, they'll say, you know, jabbed or the shot. It creates an under, like it's an underground language. When you have that kind of censorship, you create this underground. Go ahead. Exactly. No, exactly. So they have all these, these, these terms in underground language they have to, you know, stop the algorithm or these monitors from uh, shutting them down on these social networks. Isn't that just crazy? I mean, if you think about it, it's actually quite disturbing. It's, you know, it's, it's like a dramatized version, you know, of that in a movie where there's, you know, the music and the acting. But then when you apply that to real life, those things really are happening. They just don't happen with the, uh, you know, the orchestra behind them and the, and the CG or whatever the movie's about. But in real life, those kinds of things actually happen. Yes. Because of the censorship of words and things like that, ideas, people have to use code words and people have to use a uh, secretive language to communicate. It's, ter it's a terrifying notion. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre because I was watching this like a seventies punk band called the sex pistols and Sid Vicious, who was a guitar player there was a video of him walking around the streets of London and the dude had on a straight swastika shirt. <laughs> this is a swastika shirt. And he's walking around London and no one's really uh, saying anything to him. But back then they were using that, the punkers were using that, not as a political thing, but it was just to get attention and to get people pissed off at you. Because it was like the music. So they were wanted to rebel against, uh, you know, society. They get people pissed. So what do you do to get people pissed off? You wear a swastika. Now, try try doing that now and just saying, oh, I'm just wearing this to get an att attention from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like someone will try to physically fight you for wearing it. <laughs> hey, I've... I've I when, te when technically, when technically uh, you know, freedom of speech, you're allowed to. Yes, and it's also a symbol of the sun. It's a symbol of nature and the four elements. It's a symbol of a lot of things. And, uh, that's, you know, that's a whole nother, we've actually done it. We did a show a long time ago on the swastika with like a whole show on that old radio station we used to be on. But sp speaking, speaking of that and, you know, banning books and <laughs> I just saw, I watched the clip where Hitler signs the book. It's, it's very funny. Um, th there's something that this death penalty thing, I want to read this to you from, let's see, Rolling Stone and, and the week published this. They said, it's always sources. According to two sources, unnamed, the former president has even begun exploring the possibility of group executions with a third person, unnamed, claiming Trump has expressed interest in a government ad campaign to highlight the administration's lethality and, per a Rolling Stones source, help put the fear of God in violent criminals. Now, I just, I have, a, I have an observation to make. I... I told you this uh, over the weekend. I went to uh, get some uh, bread. It was like a, a good bread line. It's a bread place here in Tucson that has like, there's like what they call it, Michelin level bread or like Michelin awards. I don't know what the food world is, but uh, like John Beard Award type winning bread. So I go there to get the bread, stand in line. And this woman behind me is talking about how she's a great professor and a lawyer, very classic like professor liberal 
bragging about her accomplishments that include teaching middle schoolers, but she's got a PhD or something, right? So she says she really enjoys San Francisco. She's talking to this woman in line, and she says she goes, she goes to San Francisco, and she had to go to some the, the bar office or something. She's an attorney, and she goes there, and she, she said she was she said San Francisco was great except for the homeless people. And the problem with the homeless people is they'll just like attack you on the streets. And I was thinking, yeah, I was listening to this conversation. I'm like, yeah, they do. I'm glad that she actually brought that up in this conversation. And she says that she just let this homeless person basically grope her. She said, he grabs me. And this woman said, what would you do? And she says, I just let him grab me. And then I, I figured when he was done, he would go away. And I just stood there and listening. I'm thinking, so if someone grabs you, robs you, they're raping you, which is let them do it. And then it, it, hopefully they'll just go away. Don't defend yourself. Don't scream for help. <laughs> don't push them off. You know, whatever. And these aren't even violent people, right? It's just whatever. Let them do whatever. Now, I just I, there's a similar kind of a thing here with the violent drug dealer. You know, with the Rolling Stones saying Trump wants to put the fear of God in violent criminals. Well, the fear of God should be put in violent criminals. These are violent criminals. These are rapists, murderers, drug dealers, etc. This these are cartels. These people should have the fear of God put in them. If you do these things, you go to prison and or you're executed. And that should be the bottom line. We shouldn't be encouraging these kinds of behaviors, incentivizing these kinds of behaviors. If that's what Trump is promoting, then, yeah, I can get behind it. But putting the fear of God in violent criminals is not the same thing as what The Week and Rolling Stone reported as, Group executions, firing squads, and hangings, as if that's going to include school teachers and, you know, people that work at the gas station. It's so unbelievably misleading and deceptive. It's no wonder the average person responds with a reflex action to pictures of Donald Trump or to the name Donald Trump or to anything they perceive as different than their political views with this violent reaction, because they think people like this are actually evil and violent, and they have a duty, a natural res responsibility, to protect themselves and others from evil. But then they let the drug dealers and the homeless people grope them on the street. It just seems like total insanity, Mike. I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's a total sound like a, a liberal mindset. You know, I'm just going to let him... I'll let him grope uh, me. Continuously wait me until he decides he's done and walk away, <laughs> which then which just sets the precedent the precedent for the criminal to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do this again because yeah. I can. Yeah, you know, if I just let them rob me and take everything I have, if I let them clean my store out, then they won't come back. <laughs> no, if you take right. a shotgun out, cock it, and blow their head off, they ain't coming back. You don't even have to shoot people most of the time. As soon as someone sees a gun or a knife, they book it because they're cowards. Exactly. You've got these, you know, videos of these thugs who think they can just on someone or steal something from someone. They end up getting shot and they run and scream like babies when, yeah, you know, they're pussies. When someone defends themselves and actually shoots back and hits them, they cry and whine. And then ultimately, then some of these scumbags actually try to take people to court. The criminal actually <laughs> tries to take the person to court. That's how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. And then that's, this, this oh, is these how. Cops will, these, cops, these cops will tell you. If someone is in your house and you're defending yourself, go ahead and shoot, but shoot to kill because uh, you don't want uh, that guy to take you to court and to drag it out. 
it's better that he's dead, so he can't really, uh, you know, <laughs> start even a defense. There's nothing to get from him. You know so what? It goes then along with the police line and your story. That's uh, it makes sense too, right? I think I actually have a clip of that sheriff in uh, Polk County, Florida, on my board here. Let me see if I have that. But we have received information in social media. What? Become proficient. Get a concealed firearms license and carry it. And if you need to shoot somebody, shoot them a lot. <laughs> true wise piece of information if you got to shoot somebody shoot them a lot yeah for sure i don't owe a criminal but, anything. Well, but again uh, going back to your point uh rolling stone is the biggest pile of trash uh because i remember back in the day that magazine got called out it was uh supporting uh the bombing and invasion of iraq yeah uh, article yeah. after article that uh Saddam had nuclear weapons. Uh, Saddam was killing millions of its own, uh, of, of Iraqis. All BS. All written up in the, in the Rolling Stones, a music publication. Uh, <laughs> fast forward to a totally left-wing communist uh, agenda that this magazine. It's never down the line, right? It's always it, uh, it always leans super left. We got about ninety Again, seconds. They had Mike. A, Go ahead. Yeah, again, they had a, a hit piece on when Clapton spoke up against anti-vaccines. Uh, they put a hit piece on him saying that uh, Eric Clapton was a racist. Here's a guy that's had multiple uh, business relationships and personal relationships with black people. The guy is definitely not a racist. The Rolling Stones put that hit piece on him as soon as he said he was anti-vaccine. Of course. It's crazy. Of course, they said the same thing about Ron Paul. And the Ron Paul was running for president. Same thing. He was a racist, even though he provided medical service to disadvantaged people, largely black people, when he was a doctor, uh, was the Air Force or something, and just provided pro bono medical service to anybody that needed it in the community. Uh, but, but he's totally racist and hates black people. It's the same kind of an, a, a nonsensical piece of trash. And the, this is the, the yeah, this is the Rolling Stone reporting this. Uh, as if they're going to give us a lecture on the Constitution, they say that these firing squads and group executions, etc., would never be tolerated by Congress. The Constitution prohibits the use of cruel and unusual punishments. Uh, well, we've had capital punishment. We've had people hanged since the Constitution was written, but they just make up this whole thing. And I don't even support Donald Trump myself to make him look like this. And then he's got this feud with DeSantis and it's you can't tell what's real. You can't tell what's fake. And that's the point. People are just trying to find whatever bit of power, whatever scrap of wealth and influence they can. And it's all a distortion of reality. It's like the pillars of reality are collapsing. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Mike, thanks so much for joining us for an hour tonight. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. You have a really everyone good be, night. Be, everybody be, be safe and put a lot of the tinfoil on, on your head. And, it, and if you got to shoot somebody... Shoot him a lot. Shoot him a lot. <laughs> All right, Mike, you have a great night. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. And we're talking about violent criminals and rapists and people like that. Again, this is The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Please grab a copy of one of my books. Please subscribe to the show or listen for free. We benefit from that. We get paid from that if you listen to the free archive as well. Download the show or listen on those platforms. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
you could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.